The Hard Shoulder with Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Now, a vision before me. Great to see you, Sue. Fantastic. <laughs> Sue Murphy. Sue Murphy is here. Wow. Oh, look who else is in the corner there. The old bean himself, John Kelleher. He's uh, the biggest guy in the Fastnet Film Festival. And, oh, sorry. I just read my brief here. There's a movie from the Fastnet Film Festival <laughs> we're going to plug first. Float Like a Butterfly. This is very good. This is this was shot in West Cork. And yes, it does have a connection with the Fastnet Film Festival in that Carmel Winters, the director, will be doing a uh, uh, will be having a screening of it and a question and answer with with Carmel and all of many of those involved in the in the making of it. It's it's a very different coming of age film. It's actually a beautiful uh, father daughter relationship story but the it's distinctive in that it's set in a traveller community in the 70s and the central character is a young girl called Frances who's about 15 at the time uh, of the of the film and um, she her her idol is Muhammad Ali she wants to be she wants to fight like Muhammad Ali float like a butterfly sting like a bee uh, but there's a lot of prejudice and persecution at the hands of if you like local law enforcement particularly a vindictive Garda sergeant and uh, years earlier his actions had resulted in the death of her mother, who was then pregnant, and the imprisonment of her father. So the story really kind of picks up when the father gets out of jail and he's changed. He had been her big ally. Now he's against her being a fighter. That's for boys. Boxing is for boys. And he all he wants to do is to kind of marry her off. So there's a terrific kind of conflict within it and obviously conflict with the forces of uh, Law and uh, of prejudice, um, and it's it's beautifully filmed in West Cork. Michael Lavelle is the cinematographer. Carmel has done a terrific job. It's a very passionate film. I saw it at the Cork Film Festival, and it opens uh, on Friday. It's uh, been an award-winning film. It's won a terrific award, number of awards, but it has won the uh, the top international critics award at the Tor- at the prestigious Toronto International Film Festival. And is this on general release, or is it just for it, kind it, of? Uh, um, the no. elite, uh, like yourself. <laughs> no, this is not for. Uh, this is for. This is on general for plebs release. Like yeah, me, yeah, Charles, yeah, 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 punchers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I wouldn't call you a pleb. Oh well, uh, <laughs> I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, it you, flies, floats like a butterfly. Will be at a cinema near you. Uh, yes, it should be. It'll certainly be in all the big cities and in in many of the. Is it? Is it? Is it a bit? Of, too Irish in terms of pig in the kitchen 1960s uh, no I wouldn't say that it's, is it I accurate I think it walks a very I think it is I think it is it doesn't um, pull any punches in depicting the brutality and the difficulty of life on the road and in you know traveller camps uh, it's kind of on the one hand it's sort of romantic and quite beautiful and the other it's quite brutal and tough but the the absolute star of it is Hazel Dupe, who plays the the girl. She is fantastic. Right. So out of five, I definitely would give it four. Right. 
And I take it Carmel Wilters is a personal associate of yours. Carmel <laughs> Wilters is someone that I've admired for a very long time. Yeah, she's think, Irish. Oh, she's totally Irish. And, and was the from, whole production Irish? Oh, was it, what totally, company was involved? Totally, yeah. In fact, the best way to sell it to you is this is from the producers of Once and Sing Street. Now, ah. that's some recommendation. OK, OK. And, and four out of five. Yep. Float like a butterfly and don't let it put you off that it's uh, in this year's Fastnet Film Festival. It is a proper movie. Now, uh, welcome, Sue. Years and Years, Tuesday night, 9pm, yes. BBC One. It's a new series. What can we expect? Um, well, I, I, when I first saw the trailer for this, I kind of wasn't excited about it until I saw Emma Thompson pop up, who plays one of the characters in it. She's a politician called Vivian Rook. But it basically, it's it starts on a night in 2019 and all of the members of a family have joined together for the birth of a child and in the, the family. And one of the one of the boys in the family says, I wonder what, how this will work out for him and what's going to happen for him in the future. And every episode, I think the six in the series in total, will take you forward a couple of years, two or three years every time a new episode starts. So it brings you through that family and what happens to all of them. So it's Daniel and Stephen are kind of the main characters. His wife, Celeste, and their sister, Rosie, their gran and the, the grandkids. And it'll basically, instead of it just being a sad thing where there's lots of trauma and things happening, it's a lovely look at a really nice family over the years. And with the political backdrop of everything that happened in the background of Emma Thompson being this character who's on the up as a politician. She basically starts as a businesswoman, is elected as a politician. So she's moving through this. Um, she's basically in the background while all of this is happening. You're getting keen on these political stories. Last week you had a rake of Democrat women. You know, this this is <laughs> really... Rake of Democrat women, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that 10 House, that was a brilliant documentary. It's so good. And Chernobyl was brilliant. I don't know if you got to see it in Tuesday night. It was absolutely excellent. And he is pleased as everyone is about Monday's edition of or Sunday night's edition of Game of Thrones. I... Uh... It left me a bit cold. I was a bit. Did you know a lot of people were raving about yeah, it? Yeah, well, a lot of people hated it as well. I've never seen an episode divide so many people before. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people hated it. All right. Well, but so the first, the first pick, put it on series record. Years and years. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, Nine p.m. The first episode's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now we have a clip of our next film. Take a listen to this. Now that was taken from a celebration at Bramall Lane of Sheffield United <laughs> supporters. Uh, <laughs> I should just, uh, I, I jest, that was Aretha Franklin singing Amazing Grace. But the most exciting thing in John Keller's uh, Ordinary Enough Life is, is not all these lovely movies. He went over to see uh, at Bramall Lane, Sheff- oh, his beloved it. Sheffield United win 2-0 against Ipswich to secured automatic promotion. I'm sorry for digressing, but I should have dealt with it earlier. Amazing Grace is a new movie. It's a new movie. It's a fascinating uh, new movie because it features, we just heard the clip, the undisputed Queen of Soul. Aretha Franklin. It was made in 1972. What happened was that she 
recorded in 1972 an album of gospel music. She went back to gospel music, which she had started with, and she recorded it before a live audience in the new temple, Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles. So she was backed by a choir and her own backing singers and by the legendary Atlantic Records um, rhythm section. But 50 years later, we're now going to see, or we're now able to see, opening on Friday, a film that 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 of that live performance, which hitherto has never been. But seen. just that song or the whole concert, no, no, or what? The whole concert, which was filmed. But is, over is two there days. enough in a film? To oh, there's two hours of the most. Um, it's a performance. So if it's it's a documentary. There's no like. backstory. There's just no, the no, perfor- absolutely it's performance. But there's there's such a lot to see and to hear and to listen to. This this album that she made, the sound album, was one of the biggest albums of her career, and we're getting a kind of a movie. But it's a bit predictable, is it not? Well, it's not predictable because it's you, you're not looking at it, you know, for answers. You're looking at it to sit back and enjoy. Like that, that clip would give you a clue. It's just extraordinarily beautiful, and it's there. It, it like Mick Jagger was there, you know, kind of, and Charlie. So Watson. it's like watching Glastonbury. It's like watching a really, really good performance. And and was the technology in seventy two because it was obviously well, done this, then? This is was the, it good enough? Yeah, this is the interesting thing. Was it a bit it scratchy? Was, is it black and white? It, it, no, well? it's not black and white. It's color, but it's it's it was filmed directed by Sidney Pollack, an Oscar winning director. I mean, he he made Tootsie and he got uh, best. He won best picture, best director. Uh, uh, he for for out of Africa. I mean, a really top director, and um, but due to technical problems. I mean, and I think some of the, you know, technology wasn't Did it have to, to be touched up a bit? I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. It has, for 50, almost 50 years, we know, it hasn't been, you know, shown. Because when I look at clips of, of sport uh, from the 70s, yeah. say, how could anyone watch that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so it's a big thumbs up for Amazing Grace. It wins it on circulation or... Uh, it goes on Friday, it comes out Fr- on this Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, what's your rating? I, I would be... Of its type, I would give it five. I don't think you could, you know, have a better performance documentary. Right. It's emotionally incredibly rewarding. And even if you never knew Aretha Franklin, you were you're one of these oh, you'd be millennials. Captivated. You'd be totally captivated. I mean, she is a megastar. All right. Was. Now, Louis Thoreau is a guy I liked and all his ones on death row and all the druggies and all that he's done around the States. Mm. He's back. He's back. Louis Thoreau, mother, Thoreau uh, Mothers on the Edge, mm-hmm. BBC Two, Sunday night at 9pm. They put their best stuff on Sunday night. Wh- what's this? Is this that in the UK or the US? It's the UK. So he's back in the UK. He's going to two um, different uh, psychosis wards that deal with uh, mothers who have are experiencing mental health problems after the birth of their child. Um, this is interesting because Thoreau said he heard about it first when uh, somebody shared an article with him and he didn't really know the extent to postnatal depression and everything that people would suffer afterwards after the birth of their child. These are actually interesting wards because they let the women look after their children while they're, they're going through their treatment. Some of them actually separate them from their children. And he basically said they let them in to their lives and let them live on the ward with them for the entire time he was in there. It sounds pretty hardcore. In other words, like, I I know a bit about postnatal depression and baby blues and that kind of thing. You'd rarely be hospitalised for it. Well, some of these women, uh, one of them was suffering from hallucinations after the birth of her third child. Another had a psychotic episode after the birth of her child. Like, it's pretty hardcore. Like, some of these are pretty serious. Is it a hard watch? I haven't actually seen it. Like, I'll see it because BBC are pretty good at not putting screeners out, so it'll be on Sunday. But I just think Thoreau has this amazing 
amazing ability to go in and get a story out of somebody. Yeah. And he's he so really laid back. Yeah. He is. And they tell him things. He just stands there for a while yeah. and they t- start telling things. Yeah. And, and the there's kind of awkward are, silences and they yeah. fill the silences. Yeah, absolutely. They're willing to open up to him. And I think he's very, very good. He said he didn't want to go in as a man to talk to these women and he was hoping that they weren't going to withdraw from him. But they didn't. They opened up and they talked about a very serious problem that's probably not talked about enough. Okay, so Louis Theroux is back. Mother's on the Edge. BBC Two, Sunday night. Now your T... Ah... Your TV movie, I've seen it about five times. And your big acid test is, oh, I'll go see it again. I liked it so much. It's <laughs> Maeve Binchy's classic about a, a girl that becomes pregnant and the wrong person is connected up with it. It, it is romantic. It's a bit stage Irish, is it? Is it believable? Well, you've seen it five times. You know, that, yeah. that's a good measure of how... Well, it's Circle of Friends. Yeah, directed by Pat O'Connor, you know, Maeve Binge novel, adapted by Andrew Davies. I mean, his track record, two Bridget Jones movies, Brideshead Revisited movie, House of Cards, he wrote, uh, War and Peace. So, you know, you've got, you're in good hands here. And it is a This charming, is Pat O'Connor. Yeah, Pat O'Connor directed it. Andrew Davies wrote it. Right. And it's, it's like... like what, 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 it's a long time ago this was written. Oh, yeah, it's 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was, um, it's like, you know, three young women pals go to, you know, UCD. They're from rural Ireland and they go to the big city in the 50s. And I think Rolling Stone summed it up pretty well. They say director Pat O'Connor, they said, was pitch perfect at showing how the forces of church, state and sex come between friends and lovers mm. in this bittersweet Irish romance. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it, it's, it's about cover up and it's about... It's about illicit sex and it's about premarital relationships. It's and a kind of coming of age story in an Ireland that's about to change. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, has a, it has a sweet enough It ending. has a very sweet uh, feel to it, a, a lot of charm and okay. it is romantic. And it, what a cast. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, the cast. Like, it's like Saffron Burroughs, Colin Firth, Minnie Driver in the main okay. part and Chris Well, o- it has one, one great thing selling it because it's on uh, Verda Media 1 on Thursday at 9 o'clock which means that it precedes another election special on The Tonight <laughs> Show at 11 o'clock featuring the Dublin constituency <laughs> with Matt Cooper and Ivan Yates. It's really cracking uh, <laughs> Or the festival should should have a chance to uh, <laughs> hear about that. All right. So the 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 high markers this week are float like a butterfly, um, which is 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 classic West Cork sixties and seventies. Uh, the difficulties of travellers and different relationships. Amazing Grace has John captivated. His TV uh, movie, A Circle of Friends, and Sue has picked out two on BBC Years and Years Tuesday night nine p.m. A new series, and Louis Thoreau is Thoreau is back. Mothers on the Edge, BBC Two, uh, Sunday night. My thanks to you both. Look forward to seeing you again uh, soonest. Um, up next, we're going to have something that. John, you needn't worry about it anymore. Midlife crisis. And, um, uh, oh, listen to, listen to this. I already liked John Kelleher. This is a text. I like him even more now. A fellow blade. Yes, long-suffering. 